Well, good morning, everyone. I'd invite you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Colossians, chapter 2. We're going to be reading verses 16 through 23, focusing our attention on verses 20 through 23. As you remember, the Apostle Paul is continuing to encourage the church in Colossae and how they are to flee from the effects of sin. Or to put it as Pastor Ron did, to get the cat food out of the brownies. You see, there are false teachers that came in and said the way that we deal with sin in our lives is according to the regulations of this world, according to the old patterns of the ways that the world used to do things. But as we'll see in our text for this morning, that we are no longer to submit ourselves to the old rules, the old regulations, but we are to find our life and our freedom in Christ Jesus alone. So let us begin reading in verse 16 of chapter 2 of the book of Colossians. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink, or with regard to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath, These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body is nourished and knit together through its joints and ligaments, grows with a growth that is from God. If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. Let us pray. Blessed you are, Lord, great God. For the testimonies of the prophets, we bless you. For the statutes of your law, we bless you. For the gospel of Christ and the witness of the apostles, we bless you, O glorious God. We pray now that you would grant to us the spirit of your glory and the brightness of your presence that we might read and hear your word preached and understand it by the power of the spirit through Jesus Christ, our gracious Lord. Amen. It's like going through a time machine. This is how North Korean defectors speak of life outside of North Korea. All that they know about life in North Korea is primitive. It's backward. It's oppressive. This totalitarian regime has oppressed the liberty of its people for decades. It's controlled all information and all aspects of personal life. And anyone who has the physical means and the mental fortitude to escape this power will flee. 
But the world that they find themselves in outside their native land is often bewildering and overwhelming. Think about it for a moment. If you were from North Korea and escaped to South Korea, the people would look the same. The language would be basically the same. The climate, the landscape would be the same. But the technologies, the medical advances, the cultural developments, the political freedoms would all be completely foreign to you. It would be a completely different world. And even though you would be free from the tyranny and repression of your old country, you may continue to walk in the ignorance, restraints, and fears of your old country. For most who flee any repressive government, the control it exerts does not stop when you cross the border, but continues to influence the way a person thinks and feels and acts. In our passage for this morning, the Apostle Paul is speaking to the Colossians as defectors. Men and women who have fled a repressive regime but are continuing to allow the old way of life to affect their new life in Christ. The fear of old authorities, the habits of old laws, and the promises of old ways are all continuing to exert control in their lives. But Paul is saying to them, you are free. You've crossed the border. You've escaped their power. So stop living as though you are still under their control. It's a lesson that we need to hear today as well. We need to be reminded that we are not to submit to the authority of the enemy any longer. We are no longer citizens of the domain of darkness. But all who are in Christ have been transferred, that is, they have defected into the kingdom of God's beloved Son. Through the power of Christ, we have gone from one country to another. We were once under the authority of the prince of the power of the air, that is, the kingdom of sin. But we are now under the authority of the prince of peace. Our citizenship is not here, it's in heaven. Our inheritance is not a piece of land on this earth. It's an inheritance that is being kept for us in the coming kingdom. You see, we have defected from the old land of oppression and sin. But we continue to live as though the enemy has power in our lives. And so we need to be enculturated into our new homeland We need to be taught the new ways of living and freedom and life and truth. In verses 20 through 23, Paul outlines how we as defectors, as those who have renounced their old nation, are to begin to do this. He teaches us that we must first understand that we are free from sin's authority. Second, that we are free from sin's future. And third, we are free from sin's lies. Last year, a friend of mine went to a repair shop to get some minor work done on his car. And yet, when the mechanic came out with the bill, he was surprised by the cost. When he started asking questions about the additional charges, the mechanic explained that he would not let him pass the North Carolina inspection unless he got these repairs done. My friend was taken aback. He said, well, there is no way I'm getting these done if you are going to threaten me like that. 
And the mechanic retorted, he said, well, then the state won't let you drive your car. He was holding him hostage by the authority of the state of North Carolina. But then my friend ended the discussion when he declared, who cares what the state of North Carolina says? I live in South Carolina. In verses 20 and 21 of our text, Paul is explaining to the Colossians that they live under a different jurisdiction from sin. They are not under sin's authority any longer and therefore are not to be held captive by it. Look at verses 20 and 21 of your text. He says, If with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world... Why, as if you are still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. You see, through faith in Christ, you have been joined to Him in His death and in His resurrection. This is not just a theoretical statement or an illustration that Paul is using. The union that exists between Christ and His church is such that those who are in Christ have truly died to this world and have truly been raised as a new creation. As Paul says in Galatians 2, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Now our verse says that we have died to the elemental spirits of the world. Here Paul is referring to the old spiritual authorities. We were all born under the spiritual authority of sin. These elemental spirits. Our citizenship was in a land of darkness and condemnation. And we were beholden to its authorities. We had to follow its regulations. Like everyone else, we walked according to the sinful nature of our flesh. This was our culture. This is the way that we just did things. It's the way that we are used to living. But through faith in Christ, we have been joined to Him in His death. And when we were crucified with Him, we fled the authority of sin. We defected out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Christ. We crossed the border. We jumped the fence. We swam the river. However you want to imagine it, Through faith in Christ, we fled the realm of sin. So why do you keep living like you're in your old country? The old rules and laws no longer apply to you, so don't submit to them any longer. You don't live in the domain of darkness any longer, but by the grace of God through faith in Christ, you have been transferred into a new kingdom, the kingdom of Christ Jesus. He is now our ruler. He is now our authority. Those who have died to this world are now under His jurisdiction. And this is important for us to remember. You see, Paul is not advocating anarchy here. He's not saying that there are no regulations in the Christian life. We cannot use our death to sin as an excuse to sin. Rather, Paul is saying, stop submitting to the regulations of the elemental spirits. And begin submitting to the word of Christ. We don't show our freedom from sin's rule and dominion by sinning. We show that we are free from the reign of sin by living under the reign of Christ. By trusting Him and His word. As he says in John 14, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. 
You see, you have defected from the nation of sin. So don't follow its laws anymore. When the enemy says you must obey my authority, you can boldly say to sin, I don't live in your kingdom any longer. And so as those who have defected from the land of sin, we must live free from sin's authority. The second thing that we see is that we must also live free from sin's future. Look at verse 22. There, Paul, he's talking about these these regulations that are trying to be imposed upon the Colossians. And he says, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. Paul is talking about the concept of programmed obsolescence. Programmed obsolescence. It means that as you use something, it begins to wear out. Now, those of you who are in your 20s and younger might not know what this is, but a videotape is a great example of programmed obsolescence. As you watch it, it destroys itself. Those of you who had children or grandchildren during the reign of Barney, the big purple dinosaur, know what I'm talking about, right? They had that one video that they had to watch over and over and over again, and eventually... It got harder and harder to see until the video completely destroyed itself. And Paul is saying that the rules these false teachers are advocating will only die. They will only destroy themselves as they are used. They might be effective in creating a facade of holiness, but as these rules are continually used, they will only end in ruin. The future of sin and sin's ways is death. And if you follow the ways of sin, then you will share in this future as well. That is where sin is going. There is no life there. There is no future with this world. Now, of course, there are buildings and institutions and empires that have an aura of permanence in this world. But in reality, everything in this world is on a course of decay. The Roman Empire lasted a thousand years, but it's gone. The pyramids have stood for century after century, but they will be blown into the desert by the relentless winds. And even our beloved country, though the strongest nation the world has ever seen, it too will one day fall. Because every kingdom to which we might join ourselves is perishing. Every philosophy, every rule is without permanence. And yet we search and we search and we desperately seek to find something by which we might transcend this perishing world. And the Colossians were being tempted to find such freedom through these vain philosophies based on human traditions. And we too can become caught in the lie that says that we might find release from this perishing world through adherence to a diet or a mantra or a philosophy. We might achieve some sense of permanence if we give ourselves over to an institution or to a nation. If we join ourselves to the arts, then we might participate in an experience that will last beyond our days. 
If we join ourselves to a sports team, we might find release from the mundane of this world. If we would only submit ourselves to the regulations of this world, then we will find life. But even those things which seem eternal and permanent, if they are not of Christ, they will not last. Yet in Christ we have a kingdom to which we might flee to find life. For Jesus Christ will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of His kingdom there will be no end. There's no future for the kingdoms of this world. They are all wearing out. It is a sinking ship. Yet when you die to sin and are raised in Christ, You become the citizen of the kingdom of Christ that will last for all eternity. You are now a citizen of heaven and you have been joined to a kingdom without end. An eternal future of life. Therefore, don't submit yourself any longer, Christian, to the future of sin, which is death. But give yourself fully to the kingdom of Christ, which is everlasting life. And so, to live free, we must set aside the authority of sin. We must leave aside the future of sin. And finally, we must leave aside the lies of sin. Look at verse 23. Paul says, "These talking about these regulations, these ways of the world, these indeed have an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body. But they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. What the false teachers were advocating looked real spiritual. It looked real religious. But ultimately, the form of religion that they were endorsing had no power to accomplish its goal. Namely, as Paul says, it could not restrain human sinfulness. It lied about what it could accomplish. Now, in our culture, it's rather common for people to say things along the lines of, well, you know, all religions of the world are basically the same. They all have a part of the puzzle. Each religion is a different road leading to the same destination. And if you don't understand the gospel then these statements seem to make a lot of sense. There are all sorts of religions which are aimed at stopping the indulgence of the flesh. They're trying to provide a solution to the problem of human sinfulness. But what Paul is saying is that all the attempts that we make towards achieving holiness are destined to fail. Why? Because it has no power to accomplish what it commands. Hear that again. The regulations of this world have no power to accomplish what they command. They are lying. And this is Paul's point. And this is why every religious expression will fail in the end. Not because there might not be noble goals in other systems. Not because they're all advocating evil things. No, it's because they're seeking spiritual fullness in something other than Christ. You have to flee the country of sin to get free of it. And the only way to be free from the dominion of sin is to die to it in Christ and be raised as a new creation. 
That's the only way out. And so, when the regulations of this world, when the other religions of this world say, this is how you can get away from sin, it is a lie. There is only one way out of the country of sin. Through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Sin lies. But we are free from sin's lies. Because our eyes have been opened. Because in Christ, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are given to us. Now those who have defected from North Korea explain that their whole lives they were told that North Korea was the most peaceful, healthful, and advanced nation on earth. They were told that despite all the famines and repression, that they had it better than any other nation. And because their government controls all information, people had no way of knowing that this was a lie. And so they continue to live under the abuse of authority, the horrible condition, and the relentless lies. But there is a group of defectors who have begun to tell the truth. They're loading all sorts of information about the world and about North Korea's tyrannical rulers onto these USB thumb drives and smuggling them into the country and placing them all over public areas so people can find out the truth, so that their eyes can be open, so that they might flee the tyranny of the lies. And do you know... That we are all born under the authority of an enemy. We are all joined to a future of death. We are all deceived by this kingdom's lies. Believing that this is all that there is in the world. But in Christ Jesus, we have been freed from the authority of Satan. And now live under the authority of Christ. In Christ we have been freed from the future of death and given a future of life. And in Christ we have been freed from the lies of the enemy to live in the truth of Jesus Christ. Christian, you have defected. You have fled to Christ. You have been transferred from the domain of darkness. It's hard to break the patterns of an old life. It's easy to forget that you have been freed. But if you have died with Christ, you have died to sin. And if you've been raised with Christ, you've been raised to new life as a citizen of Christ's eternal kingdom of life. So live free, Christian. Live free. Because you are truly free in Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, let us go to the Lord, praying that we would rightly respond to His Word. Lord Jesus, we declare this morning that You are our King, and that You have rescued us that You came into the domain of darkness and You have grabbed us and You have taken us out and You have given to us new life. We pray, O Lord, that we would walk now in a manner that is worthy of You. That we would walk as citizens of heaven. And we know, Lord, that we cannot do this by our own power. 
But just as we needed You to rescue us from the domain of darkness, we need You to rescue us from our old sinful patterns. Show Your grace to us that we might hear Your Word and respond in faith. Through Christ Jesus our Lord we pray. Amen.